My name is Wayne Hobson, and I am one of the pastors here at Westview. And welcome to our second sermon in our series, Mayberry 2.0, the series that's about a make-believe community in North Carolina in which Andy Griffith, the star, plays the make-believe sheriff, Andy Taylor. And he and his partner, Deputy Barney Fife, who many of you may remember, Don Knotts made that character come to life so well that it actually has lived out and beyond the TV series. And Andy and Barney are always engaged in trying to make the community better. And Mayberry is this make-believe town in which Andy and his family, his Aunt B and his son Opie, along with Barney, always find a way to strive and to build in community. And this morning's message is entitled Crossing Communities because we want to take a look at what community is truly about. This series focuses on how community can shape us and how we not only want to be part of community, but I want you to know this morning that community needs you. And before I go any further, I want to welcome our visitors and those watching us on Facebook Live and online, as well as those here in our worship center. And if you are new and joining us for the first time, there's a connection card, a connect card that we want you to take time just to briefly fill out. On the bottom, it has a, prefer a perforated section which you can pull off and leave in the offering boxes which will be on the outside of the sanctuary on either side. And we just invite you to let us get to know who you are so we can welcome you to Westview. Can we give our visitors a hand? <laughs> and we'd like to let you know just a couple of things. First of all, our message this morning is actually coming from the Gospel of Luke. So if you have your Bibles, please make sure uh, that you turn to the third book in the New Testament. Luke is the third book in the New Testament as well as the third Gospel. The beauty of what we're going to look at this morning is that we'll see how Jesus teaches his disciples about community. And if you don't have your Bibles, don't worry. When we get ready to read those verses from Luke 
chapter 10. They will show up on the screen for us. Isn't that wonderful? The magic of modern era. <laughs> Along with that, want to let you know that when we talk about community, maybe we should start by talking about what community isn't before we talk about what it is. Because what community isn't, it isn't just the people you pray with. It isn't just your family. It isn't just the people you go through life groups with. No, it's bigger than that. No matter what we think community is, God has a way bigger picture of what community is. And so when we talk about community, you and I may concern ourselves with what's important to us, with what we think community is, but God has a different idea altogether. And we're going to see that this morning. And just note that on the back of your Connect card, there are just a few questions that we want you to kind of go home tonight and discuss with your family and even with your friends or life group so that you can see and have something to remember what God has community for. When we talk about the purpose of community, it's so easy to miss that. It's so easy to miss it that for many of us, Life becomes mundane because we become so concerned with the things that consume us. We get so wrapped up in the things in our lives that our lives and the things in it begin to wrap us. And so we need to be focused again, perhaps, on what God's purpose community is within us. And I want to show you a clip from the Andy Griffith show, the third season. But before I show it, I want to kind of explain to you what's going on. You see, this episode was entitled Man in a Harry, and it's about a man named Mr. Tucker, whose car happens to break down right outside of Mayberry. And it turns out that it's a Sunday. And he's trying to figure out how can he get his car fixed. But here's the funny thing I want you to know. It just so happens that this town, Mayberry, I actually have been to it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not called Mayberry. It's called Mount Airy. North Carolina, and Westview actually spared no expense. They actually moved my wife and I here from Charlotte, North Carolina, just to talk to you this morning about Mayberry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how seriously we take this series. So, I want you to watch this clip as Mr. Tucker encounters Mayberry and he thinks he's going to get what he wants. 
But God has another purpose and intent. Let's watch together. Howdy, Wally. Andy. Wally, this here's Mr. Tucker. Oh, watch your foot, I'm gonna rock forward. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Tucker's car broke down. He, he needs some mechanical work. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Where's your car now? About two miles out of town on Highway 43. Now tell me, uh, what did she sound like before she stopped on? Well, choked up, it seemed to me, like it wasn't getting any gas. Uh, he's, he's got gas in the tank, though. Lots of gas. Did it sound something like this? First it ran smooth, then it uh, kind of... Then it uh, ran smooth again. Then another... Then... Uh, then she dies. Yes, that's it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You got yourself a clogged fuel line. How did you know that? From sound. Well, you'll fix it for me, then. Be happy to? Fine, fine. Just an hour's work. We'll uh, tour in tomorrow morning and get right on it. Say, did you see Moon Mullins yet, Andy? Yeah, breakfast. Now, don't tell me. Let me find tomorrow her. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> I've got to get that car fixed now, today, this minute. I've got to be in Charlotte. Can't you understand that? I couldn't do it. We're closed on Sunday. You refuse to help me, then? Well, if it was an emergency... It is an emergency. Mr. Tucker, if... just like us sometimes in life? Because here's the interesting thing. Mr. Tucker is actually a believer. But he becomes so wrapped up in who he is and what he's doing, he's letting community pass him by. I wonder, Westview, if we do that on occasion. I wonder if we miss the opportunity to engage in community because we are so wrapped up in what's going on around us that we miss it. There's another occasion where we could think about how it's easy to miss community. And it happens to be in Luke chapter 10 where Jesus at the end of chapter 9, has just gotten through working with some issues among his disciples about who's going to be greater. Because they were so wrapped up in what they were doing, they forgot the point of why they were following Jesus in the first place. I wonder, are we like that at times? Because 
Now here in chapter 10, Jesus, after having in chapter 9, sent out the 12 disciples to different towns and cities to do work and to become part of community. In chapter 10, he now sends out 72. And he wants to make sure this 72 understands why they're being sent out and what they are to accomplish. The hard part is we, like they, may become so inundated with things that we forget the purpose. So let's take a look at what Jesus instructs his disciples to do. Here we are in Luke 10, verses 1 through 9. So after Jesus has already kind of broken up a couple arguments amongst his disciples, Luke starts off the chapter this way. And after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. And he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Ooh, let me stop there for a second. Ladies, can you imagine going on an extended trip without an extra pair of shoes? Yeah, not fun. And then he continues, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Did you notice that Jesus gave a lot of don'ts in with those instructions? Did you notice that he said, don't take a purse or a wallet. Don't take extra bags. Don't take extra shoes. When you Greet people on the road. Don't stop and talk to them. He's keeping them focused and on task. You may remember when we did the series on the Ten Commandments, the point was that in God's don'ts are always the focus on the do's. That's exactly what Jesus is doing here. He's getting them focused on what he's sending them to do. He's saying, Folks, stay on task. Don't forget what I'm sending you to do, but do engage in community. 
do connect with community. Because buried in his instructions are the purpose of community. Because think about how he sent them out, two by two. So he's sending a community which came from the 72. He's sending them out two by two into a new community. His whole intent for them is to begin to engage with one another first before they arrive, whether they were walking or riding, they were to engage with one another. Then they go to a larger community. And they were told to do two things, to heal the sick, the hurting, and then to speak the message after the healing. The message was, the kingdom of God is come near to you, meaning we are here to precede the Lord who is coming to you. The master is coming. He sent us ahead of himself. Do you know that a king never comes without an announcement? Here is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and he's sending his 72 now to be an announcer, a set of announcers for his coming. The beauty of that is, is that he has them to engage in what the mission field is really about. As he engages them with these instructions, he is telling them that when you get to these towns I am sending you to, do not rely upon yourselves. Trust God to provide in the midst of community. I wonder how many of us miss that. We worry so much about meeting our own needs that we forget that God has always built community around us to help sustain us. That's what he's reminding them of. So he sends them, and look at how he does it. Because Jesus sends a smaller community into a larger community, but he sends them two by two so that they can, one, walk in community so they can get together and realize how important each of them are to the mission. Number two, Jesus sends them to walk into community because the mission field is not always where you are. It's beyond you. The mission field is not just in Westview. It goes beyond the doors of Westview into the neighboring areas and towns. He then sends them, thirdly, to walk into work. 
He sends them to work in the community, the healings, and then the word. The miracles and the message. Bind up those who are hurting. Heal them. Then tell them I'm coming. But perhaps the disciples may have gotten a little confused as we often tend to do because maybe they were focusing so much on the miracles maybe the message got buried wonder does that happen to us do we get to that point in life sometimes where we focus so much on what we think we're supposed to do that we forget what God actually said to do. Let's continue on with the story and see what happens as Jesus now has these 72 return. Because the way this story progresses, they lose sight of something. Just like Mr. Tucker in the video, lost sight of something. He was so caught up in getting to where he had to go that he didn't stop to look to see where he was. Let's see if the disciples have that same issue. Look at verses 17 through 21. And the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons submitted to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I want to stop there for just a second. Jesus is letting them know something. They came back talking about how great a work they did and what they saw. And Jesus' point is that I was God in the beginning and I've seen way more than you ever will know. Don't focus on just what you see but what I sent you to do because look what he says to them. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Then he starts to correct them. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Why? Why would he tell them that? Because the community that they were part of was not the only community that they were to be connected to. The community that they are eternally connected to 
That is the kingdom of heaven. And so the work that Jesus was sending them to do was not the miracles. No, the work he was really sending them to do was to enlarge the community of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. They got confused and they missed it. Just like Mr. Tucker was missing it as to why he was really in Mayberry. And so Jesus now is correcting them. Notice I said correct. Correcting them rather than criticizing. Because when I first read these verses, I want to share something with you that I learned. I stopped at verse 20 when I first read this and thought that was the end of the message that Jesus sent. But actually, verse 21 tells us so much more. Because as I was thinking that Jesus may have been disappointed or maybe even angry with his disciples, verse 21 cleared all that up. He was just correcting them and then he had a euphoric moment in the midst of this. Because verse 21 says this. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and reveal them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. Jesus is rejoicing because the community of heaven has been enlarged and not by the ones that everyone else would have thought should have been doing it. That's the beauty of the gospel. Because Jesus loves you and I in our inadequacies, in our faults. He loves to send you and I. It's not always the great theologians or great scholars or great minds that God is interested in. He's also interested in the little children. Those of us who may not think we're equipped to work. Because the work of the gospel goes beyond the walk. Don't think that because the people you pray with and are in life groups with, that that's the work. No, that's the walk. They're walking with you. But the work is when we go outside of ourselves. The disciples had made the mistake of coming back to Jesus and bragging about what they did for him. But the message was what Jesus had done for them. Do we miss that sometimes? 
become so caught up in what we want others to know that we're doing rather than sharing what Jesus is doing in us. And when we do that, we fulfill the work of the kingdom. That's how community grows. That's how we find our purpose. It's in the walking, but also the working. There's not one without the other. And so Jesus combines these two ideas of walking in community and then working in community. Because ultimately, when we work in community, community works in us. Let's take a look at what happens to Mr. Tucker after pursuing, trying to get his car fixed. Let's see how Mayberry affects him. Take a look. No place is so dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the ready, ain't B. He's a leap. Oh. Oh, what a shame. We were going to have ice cream. Sounds wonderful. But I really do have to be going. Thank you for everything. Oh. Wait, wait, no, wait just a minute. Now, don't go just yet. Hey, Mr. Tucker, you aren't going to leave, are you? I have to, son. Ah, rats. If you were staying, I was going to get to sleep on the ironing board between two chairs. Sounds terrible. No, it ain't. That's adventure sleep. <laughs> Don't go just yet. There you oh, are. thank you. Now, there's two chicken legs and a piece of cake, and they're homemade, and they're better than you'll get on the road. Oh, I couldn't. I'll uh, take them, Mr. Tucker. Here you are, Mr. Tucker. What's this? It'll protect you in your traveling. It's a penny that was run over by a train. It's lucky. Thank you, son. Well, the best to you, and if you ever buy this way again, be sure and stop by. Hope you got more time, though. We don't like to see folks hurrying through like this.
Listen to that motor. Slick, ain't she? Slick. Sounds like it's falling apart. Huh? Well, now, you and Goober did fine to get that motor started, but there is definitely something wrong in there. Don't you hear it, Sheriff? Listen. Sounds strange. Uh, don't you think maybe I should uh, wait until morning and let Wally look at it? <laughs> She's smooth as hell. No, no, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, I hear it. There, there is something wrong in there. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't trust her for the highway. It, it'll be getting dark after a while. No, you better stay over and let Wally take a look at it. Opie, uh, show Mr. Tucker where he can bed down. Oh, I get to sleep on the ironing board. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful ending to that. Did you see something different? Yeah, you could see Mr. Tucker attempted to change the community in the beginning, but in the end, the community changed him. That's the purpose of community, where it changes us where we begin to take the time to realize what God has brought to us in each other and through each other. Because just like Jesus' prayer said, Father, I thank you that you have chosen not to reveal this to the wise and the learned, but to the little children and that, yes, you were pleased to do that. The power of the gospel in community is that it works in us and then through us. That's what Jesus was attempting to get his disciples to see. And he realized that from that day all the way to now, we would get it. That community is what God does in us and through us. And for God, it is pleasing. It goes far beyond what you and I would ever think community was meant to be. We thought community would be about us. No, community is about God. It is about the kingdom of heaven and how we walk in it so that we can work in it. Because at the end of the day, if you don't remember anything else I've said this morning, remember this, that community is what God starts in us so that he may finish it through us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this precious moment where Life becomes community for us, and life then becomes community done in us. We give you praise, and we ask that from this day forward, we would see ourselves as a community, not only walking together, but working together to build up 
your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.